Hey, how's it going there? You know, I was reading my Bible today, earlier today, and I come across a scripture passage, a real short scripture passage, only four verses, but it kind of got me to think, and I believe the Lord just kind of prompted my thinking to kind of do a self-check, a self-evaluation. And you know me, I don't want to keep the self-evaluation all to myself, so I thought about you, and I figured I'd go ahead and make a podcast uh, out of what the Lord is dealing with me on right now. The passage is, and I'm going to read it to you real quick, it's in Mark chapter 8, from verses 27 through 30. And I'm going to read it to you. We'll talk about it. It says, Now Jesus and his disciples went out to the towns of Caesarea Philippi, and on the road he asked his disciples, saying to them, Who do men say that I am? So they answered, John the Baptist, but some say Elijah, and others, one of the prophets. He said to them, But who do you say that I am? Peter answered and said to him, You are the Christ. Then he strictly warned them that they should tell no one about him. So I was reading over that passage, and I'm sure, you know, we can take off in several different directions on that. But what really stuck out in my thinking as I read it, I asked myself the question, which I'm asking to you too. What kind of vibes are you putting out? You know what I mean when I say vibes, right? I mean, you you know, you you run up on some people and you're like, ooh, I don't know about that person. Ah, something, Something seemed funny about that person. Or you run up on somebody else that you don't really know too much about, but something about that person is attractive. You know? Okay, so I began to ask myself the question, what kind of vibes am I putting out? Who do men say that I am? See, I was reading my Bible, right? And again, Jesus asked his disciples what men were saying about him. His disciples told him that some were saying this thing while others were saying another thing. And Jesus ended the little brief inquiry by asking them, now what do y'all say about me? So I want to ask you, as I'm asking myself, what are people saying about you? What does a casual observer say about you? I'm talking about like a co-worker or maybe one of your neighbors, somebody at church that you don't really know very well. You see them over across on the side of the church, on the other side of the church regularly, but you never really actually met them. What are they saying about you? Also, what are those who are closer to you saying about you? Now, I'm talking about your family members, your, your close family relatives, And let's bring it on in the house. Your own children. What are your children saying about you? What is your spouse saying about you? See, I got a lot of questions today, okay? So I don't have them all answered myself, but I'm throwing them out at you so we can kind of work on them together. All right? Are the people who are casual acquaintances with you saying the same thing about you as the people that are close to you? What are they saying? What are they talking about? And also... Is what people are saying about you accurate in your opinion? Somebody might be saying, oh, you know, that girl there, she just mean. Boy, she just always mean. She just always look like she better ready to chop your head off. Somebody could be saying that about you when actually you know that you ain't got nothing like that inside. I mean, you're just as, as sweet as you can be. But what other people are picking up does not agree with the way you feel about yourself. So that's my question to you. Is what people are saying about you accurate in your opinion? (laughs) Okay. Now let me ask you another question. Got another question, huh? Is what is being said about you and what you feel about you in conflict? That's another way of saying the same thing that I was just talking about. How do you want people to receive you? What do you want to be known for? Are you known for anything? 
I mean, is there a consistency in your life over the years? I guess what I'm asking, what is your brand? When people see you or when somebody mentions your name, what is the thought that would most likely come up in a person's mind? You know, with me, depending upon my mood or perhaps whatever my current challenge is, I'll have a particular taste for a certain type of preaching and teaching of God's word. I want to hear God's word. I listen to God's word all the time, but I want to hear it from a certain preacher. So I'll either go down my little Roku channel list and look at the different ministries up there. Andrew Walmack, Joyce Meyer, Joel Osteen, uh, uh, Fred Price. I just go down through a, ver a variety of different names, right? Uh, Kenneth Copeland. I'm going through and I'm deciding who do I have a taste for, right? And so what I'll do is I'll pick the person who matches the flavor of presentation that I'm feeling like I need at that time. Are you with me? Now, the point I want to make in bringing out this example is this. By the mere thought of each of these people that I mentioned and others too, I instantly have in mind their theme. You know, how they are and what as well as how they present God's word. So that's what I'm asking you. Is there a consistency that you and maybe others can see in your life over the years? See, I asked you in, in a previous episode, but I want to ask it to you again. What is your theme? What are you about? What are you intent on accomplishing with your life? I mean, how do you see using what you have to benefit the lives of other people? Somebody say, he challenges us today, right? Well, no, I, mean, I want to get you to thinking, and I'm thinking as well, because I believe the Lord kind of put this on my heart today as I was reading that passage of Scripture. What is it, you know, how do you see using what you have, your giftedness, to benefit the lives of other people? What impact do you wish to make in the world to make it a better place? I mean, do you feel that, that your life is being governed by a definite purpose? Or does your day-to-day -day kind of feel like, your biggest victory is to prepare or, or uh, comes in having jumped through all kinds of hoops and over all the hurdles that were placed in your life today. All of that so you can get prepared to do the same thing tomorrow. Is that how your life is? Is that um, where you get your victory? See, is your life congruent or haphazard and like totally unpredictable? What are people saying about you? What kind of vibes are you putting out? Is what people perceive about you, does it match what you feel that is true about you? I mean, the worst thing is for somebody to think that you, for example, that you're just evil. I mean, boy, that dude there, he just evil. I mean, you just look at him, he just look like he just want to bite your head off. Uh, I don't say nothing to him because ah, he just look and see. Somebody saying that about you and you realize in your heart that, no, man, you love everybody and you, and, you know, you wonder why nobody kind of really approaches you. But, you know, you really, you really love people and you just really have compassion for people. Okay, so that's what I'm asking. What kind of vibes are you putting out? What are people saying about you? Is, does it match what you feel about yourself? Okay, so the, <laughs> these are just questions to get us to thinking and to kind of do a self-evaluation as we do a self-evaluation, it might answer some questions as to why some people might be standoffish towards us. Or on the other hand, it might answer some questions as to why people, I don't know, I've, I've heard, 
heard women say before, and I'm sure it goes both ways, of course, but they're wondering why they're always attracting dogs. You know, you know what I mean when I say that, right? I don't have to take another minute to break that down, right? They're wondering why they're always attracting guys that ain't really about nothing but maybe one thing or whatever, you know? And they're like, what in the world? I don't want this. Okay, well, check yourself and see what kind of vibes you're putting out there. Because the way that you are presenting yourself, they're, they're, they're picking up on it. And it's bringing the dogs by. Okay, I didn't mention your name. I'm just talking, I'm talking to principal here. But I just want for us both to just kind of think about, okay, well, what kind of person am I? What kind of vibes am I putting out? What are people saying about me? Are they getting an accurate representation of the me on the inside? See, these, these are just a few questions to get you thinking about your life, where it's going, and where you want it to be going. So I'm going to close by just kind of challenging you, you with this. Choose to be intentional with your life. Don't just drift. Don't just kind of, I mean, have a definite theme, have a definite brand, have a definite purpose, have a definite congruency with your life. So that when somebody mentions your name, whatever your name is, when they mention your name, then the people that hear your name and have at least seen you, they'll all think a certain thing. They'll all think generally the same thing. And they'll think about the person that you see yourself to be on the inside. All right? So, yeah, choose to be intentional with your life. And remember this also. It's never too late. You can get started today. Okay? All right. That's what I got for you. God bless you. Have a wonderful evening. If you have a moment and if you feel impressed too, of course, leave us a comment. I didn't say leave me a comment. Leave us a comment. Call in. Tell us what's on your heart because it will be a blessing to all of us who are listening to my podcast. This is Larry Hunter, 5-Minute Inspirations. Have a blessed day. Well, good day to you. This is Larry Hunter, 5-Minute Inspirations, thanking you for taking the time to listen to my podcast. You know, we began talking yesterday along the lines of, you know, what what kind of vibes are you putting out? You know, And I asked you a bunch of questions yesterday. What's your brand? When people hear your name or your name comes up in conversation or perhaps they see you from a distance, what do they think about you? What is it? How do they identify with you? And is their identification with you accurate according to what you have on the inside of yourself? Anyway, without getting into too much review, because you can always go back and listen to that segment, I want to go ahead and continue talking along those lines. In in our previous segment, I challenge you to be intentional with your life. Now, how do you go from a life that maybe has not been very congruent or purposeful to one that is? And one that will impact the lives of others in like a very definite and positive way. See, it's never too late to get started in choosing to live an intentional and purposeful life. It ain't too late. So I want to talk about it from two different angles, though, okay? The first would be this. Would be the person who has had a brand in the past, which no longer reflects who he or she has now become. And who obviously wants to change that brand, right? And the second angle that I want to come from that we probably won't get to today at all is the person who has never really given too much thought at all to the idea of living a life of purpose. This person simply kind of lives for the moment without much rhyme or reason behind the choices that are made from day to day. (laughs) Now, let's get back to the first uh, scenario. Let's say that you've lived in a certain way in the past and everybody who knew you as well as the people that you still run with who knew you from back in the day They came to identify you with a certain brand. 
But now you've changed. You are not the same person that everybody knew and came to identify with. So how do you begin in changing your brand such that it accurately expresses the changed person that you've now become? How do you do it? As the recent caller called in and asked that question, how do you make the transition? What steps do you take? Well, I want to mention one particular thing today that I believe will really be helpful to you. And I'm going to continue, like I said, to address this question on our next time together. Shucks, I might even end up grouping these segments together to make a series. I don't know. Uh, How do you make a transition to a different brand than that which you may be carrying at the moment? Now, the one thing I got for you today is that you are going to have to declare your freedom from the expectations that others have of you. Hmm? You're going to have to declare your independence. Here? Huh? See, people will attempt to keep you confined to your past. You know, the way that they have known you to be. And see, the cool thing about this, Jesus even had to do this. Jesus had to declare his independence. See, he didn't step into ministry until he was 30 years old. And, you know, because of his life prior to this, of working alongside his dad in the carpenter shop, Jesus's brand was that of a carpenter. Now, when he stepped into the ministry that the Lord had called him to, he accepted a new brand. And this new brand was quite unfamiliar to all of those who knew him. Check this out. I'm going to read Luke chapter 4, verse, starting at verse 16. Luke chapter 4, 16 through 22. This is when Jesus was stepping up into his calling. He was stepping up into a new brand, the brand that the Father had for him, the identity that the Father had for him. Luke chapter 4, verse 16. So he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up, and as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read. And he was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah, and when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Then he closed the book and gave it back to the attendant and sat down. (laughs) And the eyes of all who were in the synagogue were fixed on him. And he began to say to them, Today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. So all bore witness to him and marveled at the gracious words which proceeded out of his mouth. And they said, Ain't this Joseph boy? No. (laughs) Okay, hold on. Let me stick with the scripture. And they said, Is this not Joseph's son? So what you got going on here? They had identified him with being the carpenter. Joseph's son, Joseph was a carpenter. He helped his dad. See, and I got to think, I got I, I got to thinking about it. And, you know, I really imagine that when Jesus stood up to declare his new brand, as well as his independence from their expectations, some were present who had, who Jesus had done some work for him. I mean, Jesus had built some tables and bookshelf, piece of furniture, something for a lot of the people that was there present. Ain't that something? But Jesus had to stand up and declare his complete independence from the expectations of others. And you have to do the same thing. We're asking, how do you change your brand? How do you take on a new brand? 
the first thing I feel the most important thing is you got to declare your freedom from the expectations that others have grown to have of you according to your old brand according to the old way that they have identified with you you got to be strong you got to make that decision that's where it all starts and you got this example right before us with Jesus <laughs> Jesus stood up said his little piece about what he was going to be about <laughs> and that last verse they said ain't this, ain't this Joseph boy wait a minute what are you talking like this for we, we know him he's the carpenter's son uh uh okay so I'm going to leave you with that thought today. Not going to keep it long at all today. But I want you to be thinking about this. What is your brand? What kind of vibes are you putting out? And I want you, if you're not satisfied with the way that you're being perceived by others, then let's keep talking about it. We're going to see some definite things that, that we can do to change so that the person, the beautiful person that you are on the inside is reflected outwardly and others receive. And they can see the goodness of God all over you. Okay? All right. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Looking forward to getting with you the next time. Larry Hunter, 5-Minute Inspirations. Peace. Good afternoon to you. This is Larry Hunter, 5-Minute Inspirations. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to my podcast today. This is actually a part three of something that I started the other day. I think I'm just going to turn it into a series. So after I conclude the final time, which might be today, might be the next time, I'm going to gather them all together under one episode titled, What Are They Saying About You? But anyway, if you hadn't listened to the previous two segments, then make sure to do that so you can kind of come up to speed with what we're talking about today. We're talking about your brand. We're talking about the vibes that you're putting out. And I want to go ahead and just pick it up again today. I remember back to when I was in high school and we were all thinking about going to college. You know, you're a senior in high school and, okay, what are you going to do next? We're going to go to college. Okay, where? Well, I had actually picked this particular college <coughs> and it was an engineering school, North Carolina State University. And I picked it, but the reason why I picked it is because my best friend had decided that that's where he wanted to go. And I didn't want to lose our friendship. I thank God that I got a clue before it was all over, before it was too late. And I decided upon another school, which I felt matched what was in me better. I ended up going to the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill, or UNC Chapel Hill. Anyway, man, when we got to the college scene, it was like so different from my high school, y'all. i never forget how I felt when I realized that I could buy a can of, of, of Coca-Cola, a can of soda, and I could actually sit there and drink it in class while the, while the professor was talking. What? <laughs> and I also found out that I could skip class. I mean, whenever I felt like it. Actually, it really looked kind of like the professors didn't even care whether or not we attended class. It didn't matter to them. And I could, I could leave early whenever I felt like it. I could be in class about 20 minutes, man, this is boring, and just get up and leave without any questions. <laughs> and I have to confess that all these things that I mentioned to you and a whole lot more, I did do as a freshman in college. <laughs> well, anyway, on the college scene, they had this thing that was called general college. And what that means is for the first two years, there were a series of definite courses that everyone was required to take as new students to the university. Now, aside from these required courses, we could kind of pick and choose other courses according to whatever seemed to, you know, fit our fancy, whatever we liked. The only thing was, near the end of the second year, everyone was required to declare their major. That's right. We would have had to decide which field of study would become our concentration. And, you know, once that decision was made, it kind of set the pattern for determining which other courses 
we choose as we progress on through the remaining two years of study. Now, during those first two years, man, I remember I had a, quite a few classes that I really enjoyed. I enjoyed marching band. Oh, Lord, marching band was off the chain. I really enjoyed the improv jam sessions that we would have at our football games. See, we play in the football game and everything. You know, the band would play, of course. And on the way back, after the game was over, and we're going to head back to put our equipment in, our, in, you know, in storage, we had to pass through the parking lot, big old parking lot. And it looked like everybody and their dog was having a tailgate party. And they drink and everybody half drunk and everything. And they stop us and want us to just play for them. And it, it was me. I played the tritoms, which three drums, three big old drums, you know. I had a friend who played the timbales. That's four little drums. And then we had a tuba player and a trombone player. And we get together. We just jam. We just having a good time. But the people would start throwing money on my drum. Oh, Lord Jesus, you know I enjoy marching band. Music is us, right? <laughs> so I enjoyed that class. And I remember another class that I had. It was an art class. You know, the instructor would put a whole bunch of, put a vase and some different other stuff on top of a table and then cut a lamp on it. And you're supposed to draw what you see. And you got to pay attention to the dark spaces and the light spaces and stuff like that. And sometimes people would come in the classroom and pose and we would have to, uh, of course, draw what we saw. So I enjoyed that class real good, too. And another class, sociology. I love that class. You know, these are two whole, three whole different areas of study, right? I enjoyed that class, but I kind of think that was because I had a crush on the teacher. Hmm. I don't know if that counts, right? <laughs> but one rule was certain, though. When it was time to declare our major, like I said, you got two years of general college. When it's time to declare the major... You could only pick one area. Now, as we have been discussing our brand or what people see about you or what you stand for, you know, the intentional purpose for your life, the same rule that we had in college applies to living a purposeful, impacting, and meaningful life. You can only pick one major. So you may have a number of different interests, you may have several things that you're really good at. But if you're going to really be effective and make a positive difference with your life, then you're going to have to choose one of those areas, one of those areas of interest as the intentional focus of your brand. Are you with me? This is the thing that you will become known for. See, what I'm wanting you to grasp is that you can't major in everything. Now, this is not to say that you'll have to Pick one of your interests and then abandon all the rest of them. Uh-uh. No, you must, what you must do is pick the one area that you wish to be known for. You can continue to enjoy some of your other interests, but they will never take the center stage, so to speak. In fact, you'll end up finding the way in which your other interests will be a support to your main purpose or your major. Yep, you'll end up with these other interests supporting your brand. See, when I became a Christian, I really began to read and believe the Bible, and I began to feel a tremendous sense of freedom. I believed Philippians 4.13, which says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Man, I took that thing for myself. And I began to feel a sense of freedom. I was free to do whatever God wanted me to do. And I began to see possibilities for my life like never before. I wanted to be a professional musician, a minister of the gospel, a coach, and one who has mastered a new language. Oh, also, I wanted to be a world traveler. 
<laughs> but God showed me that I would have to choose only one thing to major upon, to choose only one thing to be my brand. It would be impossible for me to give myself 100% in all of these different areas. So I sought the Lord's direction over time, and he helped me to see that what he wanted me to pursue as my major, so to speak, was the ministry of his word. Now, let me share with you, though, how beautifully he is causing things to work out. So, see, I embraced his call to be a minister, right? A preacher. And I've, over the years, traveled to 13 different foreign countries to share the practical teaching of his word. And in many of these countries, I've been able to connect with the people through music, through my drum playing, and through my playing the keyboard, you know, the piano. Check this out. I've gone on to become fluent in Spanish and Portuguese while, while I'm currently learning French. And I've taught the Bible to people in both of these languages, as well as, of course, in English. See, he's also blessed me with several avenues wherein I find myself in sort of a coaching role. Hey, this podcast creation is, is one such example. So, see, though I continue to pursue several interests that I held over many years, my brand is singular. It ain't diluted. What people know me as is a minister of the gospel. Everything else that I do will find some way to be a support to my brand. Do you see how it all works? See, you can't major on everything. In my opinion, to be a jack of all trades is not the route that's going to that you take if you wish to really make a maximum impact in the lives of others. Your effectiveness will be greatly diluted if you spread it too thin across too many different things, across too many different majors. So I, that's what I want to lead you with today. You can't do everything. You cannot do everything. You have to determine, and like I said, I mean, I encourage you, get before God and let Him show you what your brand should be. What is the thing that you should really be known for? What is the thing that's biggest on the inside of you? And all the other little interests that you have, you don't have to throw them away. Like I said, you don't have to throw them away. But you'll find out. God is so good. You'll find out that he will use those other things that you are interested in as a support. They will play a support role to the main, what do you call it? The main scene, the main, the main event. Just like in a concert, you know, you got the concert, you got the main group, the music group that's coming. Everybody's coming to hear them. And then when you get there and the music starts playing, you're like, who these? <laughs> you got these other little groups that play before the main event, before the main group comes out. Well, make no mistake who the main group is. So the same thing with your major. Once you embrace the thing that God wants you to be known for, then all of those other things that you would like to do as well, He'll show you, he'll work those things in so that they become your support cast. All right? All right, I'm going to let you go with that, okay? God bless you. I hope that you're receiving from what I'm sharing. And uh, looking forward to getting with you next time. I don't know. I'm going to get before God and see if he has something else that he wants me to share along these lines. If not, we'll just talk about something different the next time we get together. But if so, we'll continue on for at least one more time. Talking along the lines of what are they saying about you? <laughs> you be blessed. Have a good evening, okay? This is Larry Hunter, 5-Minute Inspirations. See you next time.